Coming to you live and direct once more. Once again, it's your boy Five Mike's husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Manhood podcast. Um, season two, episode something, 16 maybe. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, a fantastic few weeks. Uh, it's been a few weeks of learning, like... Part of the reason why I haven't posted in, the, in uh, why I didn't post last week, you know, it's been so many things that's been happening, and I'm like, yo, I need to make an episode about that. Ah, I need to, I need to make it like. There's these life moments that have just been happening, and you know, the first thing that comes to mind is like, yeah, I, I need to. I wish I could share this with people. And really, when I say that, it's not like, you know, it's not for attention or exposure is just like I told you all that I use this time here on the podcast to like um to process my thoughts and so this podcast has become like I've said many times you know kind of therapeutic and um you know especially when it comes to issues of fatherhood you know and I know whatever it is I talk about I still don't really know what angle I'm going with right now um but like the the challenges and the pressure and the you know the experience of fatherhood over the past you know few weeks especially has been you know high on the list it's just been very very salient to me and, and the importance and the impact and the uh the power of fatherhood specifically different than parenthood uh, of course, different than motherhood, but just the power of fatherhood. You know, um, a few weeks ago, I went to my son's, uh, it wasn't really a PTA meeting. What happened is uh, there's, you know, my son is going to middle school next year, right? And so anybody that knows anything, you know, you understand that anytime there's a transition in schools, like if you're son or daughter is going from one school to another, uh, you know, especially from one system, you know, an elementary school system to a middle school system. Um, there are a lot, it's a lot of room for error, just a lot of change. You got to really spend a couple months and years preparing for that change. And so with our son's school system, a few things happened that really didn't go like, they weren't ideal. You know, our son's in public school, happy and proud member and, and participant within the public school system. Um, and a couple things didn't, didn't go well. Like, the school system didn't communicate some issues to parents in a timely manner. Uh, the way that they did it was, was very inconsistent. And, um, you know, it, 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 it led to a lot of confusion. And... The decision that they made to change our son's middle school at the last minute, while it might have been a great decision, you know, that's still left to be seen, the way that it was rolled out didn't leave parents feeling warm and fuzzy about their decision. And so, of course, the school was like, we need to have a meeting. We're going to have a meeting. We're going to bring people together, and we're going to talk about it. And so, you know, I am... Uh, a very, very strong proponent of fathers being involved in the schools, in the school system. Now, but here's the thing. Here's the, 
you know, where you have to like kind of go off of convention a little bit. I think convention tells us that, you know, you got to join the PTA, you know, and they always tell you, you know, how strong, you know, when they, when you, when you're shopping around for schools, when you're asking questions, you know, people always ask, is there a strong PTA? Now, in my experience, I have a son that's in fifth grade, uh, you know, so we've been in school, in the school system now for six years, and in my opinion, and in my experience, both personally and, you know, professionally, and going around and kind of speaking to different PTAs in different school systems, the PTA is a bunch of complacent, uh, complaining mothers. I'm sorry, moms. I'm sorry. I know I'm probably going to get hit in the head for this, but the PTA is just a bunch of moms that are way too, oh man, I can't even think of an adjective, like just doing the absolute most. Like, uh, I went to maybe you know, every year I, I, I reinvent and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I want to join the PTA. I'm going to go. I'm going to be involved. And I go to the first or second meeting and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'll be involved in different ways because especially in areas, I'm assuming in areas where, you know, it, it's middle class. Uh, it's, you know, parents that might have a little bit more privilege or a little bit more. Uh, resources within the family, um, you know, parents are just wild. Like, and I'm going to keep it real. Moms are just real crazy. Like, especially in these kinds of environments where, you know, expectations might not be aligned with the reality of what the system can offer. Right. And so in our community, specifically in Bowie, Maryland, suburb of Washington, D.C., it's important I tell you the city because, you know, you could look online and just look at some of the history of, of this area. But in our community, 20 minutes outside of Washington, D.C., uh, one of the richest counties in the United States, Prince George's County, one of the most affluent counties uh, in pockets. You know, it's not evenly distributed, but in pockets, one of the richest counties. And in my book, as an educator, if I'm living in one of the richest counties, like you expect uh, the, 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 the school system and the transportation system and, you know, you expect certain things within that county to be at a certain level. And that's definitely the case you know, in PG County. The expectation for different pockets of parents and groups is for the school system to be extremely, extremely High And that expectation is absolutely warranted. And that's what the expectation should be. But what you have is you have a lot of parents that because of keeping it very real, and this is just my perspective, because of the racial breakdown in Prince George's County, you got a lot of white parents that are teeter tottering on. uh, Should I send my kid to this public school where, you know, all of our tax dollars are going 
Um, but when you walk into the public school, it's a lot of black and brown kids. And, you know, people are looking at, oh, the free lunch numbers and uh, I don't know, uh, you know, classroom size and things like that. Or should I spend a little bit more money and spend my and send my kids to a school where when I walk in, I feel a little bit more comfortable because there's a lot more kids that are coming from affluent backgrounds and a lot more kids coming from two parent families. Like I know a lot of the decision that goes into sending your kids to public and private school is different for every family. But from what I've seen, that's the makeup in Prince George's County. You got a lot of white families that are just concerned about the behavior, air quotes, issues in elementary school and middle school and high school. And, you know, the amount of kids that are on free lunch and how that uh, uh, impacts the school atmosphere. And so in these PTA meetings, many times, uh, it's just, you know, it's just a lot of complaining moms. And I don't do well in those kind of environments, me personally, but right. Um, I, I went to this one meeting going back to the main, I did main story. I went to this one meeting because, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very interested in how our son transitions to middle school. And um, I felt it was very important for me to be there. I've been in communication off and on with the principal. So my son's school teacher's leadership uh, knows that Mr. Andrews is involved and active. Maybe you're not going to see me in the building every day, but I'm around and people know how to find me. Um So I go to this meeting and the first thing I recognize is um, I'm one of three fathers in the room and the room had 120 people in it and there's three men in the room. All of the leadership that was there from the county explaining the processes and things, uh, they were all women too, right? Um, Three men in the room. And when I tell you that the atmosphere in the room was just, it was so high, it was so high charge because of course, like these mothers are so protective as they should be with their children. And, but, but at that same time, the energy in the room was so frantic you know, it was what? What are we? What are we gonna do? Like, uh, we, we need this. We, uh, the, what about the teachers? And, uh, it was just, everybody was so on edge and so scared and so like my son and my daughter. Everybody. So, my beef with the PTA is that. You know, everybody says that their involvement is as a result, you know, wanting to make the school a better place for the community and wanting to hold teachers accountable. That's BS. In my opinion, the PTA is a place for moms to advocate for their child, right? And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that, like, let's let's be upfront and honest about what this is really about. The PTA is a way for parents to get on their soapbox and advocate for their unique and special and amazing and brilliant child or children 
And I just don't have the like I just don't have the capacity in my brain to do that. I'll listen, I'll read the notes from the PCA meeting and I'll contribute in other ways. Anyhow, in that room, it dawned on me. Fathers need to be more involved in the PTA. Fathers need to be more present in the school building. And not for like, oh, the kids need to see more men involved. Because I don't care. Like, that's, you know, okay, great. That's true. I don't know if the PTA is the place where kids need to see uh, uh, men involved in that way. But just in those meetings, as leaders are there to, you know, share information with schools and with parents, it's so important for the for the energy in that room to be balanced. And so when I tell you that there was so much frantic energy in that room, um, like literally, you know, I know men have a tendency to come into a room and, and try to mansplain and, you know, all these other fake feminist terms that women try to throw in to make men feel guilty about being men. Um, but like, I know there were several times in the room, I didn't really say much in the room. I asked a question or two and kind of was just like in my brain, I was just like, yo, relax. I just, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, and, and, and some of it was from my perspective as an educator, you know, that's the other thing too. Within the PTA, you know, it's just moms that care a lot. They're not educators. Like they are experts maybe for their own children and how their own children learn, but in terms of how to administer uh, uh, instruction to a large group and a community of children, most people that go to PCA meetings aren't that. So, um, you know, I, I, I would like, and I would like to advocate, and this is just me speaking, you know, maybe it's just self-encouragement for more men to be involved uh, in the PTA and, and to be involved in these meetings where information is being exchanged because I just think there's a perspective and a balance that men bring to conversations. I'm just thinking about my own household, just within the four walls and the two floors of this house, you know, just naturally, you know, and I don't even like I make fun. I, I, I make fun of my wife. I make fun of my colleagues. I make fun of, you know, just uh, in jest, I mean, my own mother, you know, just how like moms be overreacting, you know, like moms be on some other level of overreaction. And why wouldn't they? These are the kids that they grew in their bodies. Oh, yeah, of course, they're going to be a little bit more attached in a way um, and a little bit more. Um, I don't know, uh, overreactive to their child. Um, but even within our own household, you know, when my wife might flip out over something and connected to the student and connected to the student and connected to our kids, you know, just in our dialogue, you know, I'm able to like, OK, let's bounce ideas. Let's think about it. Let's be realistic. Let's, you know, let's jump, not jump out the window yet. Let's not hop all the way out the porch. Like, let's um, let's think about it. OK. And that dialogue helps us both out. So while there might be something that I'm not reactionary enough to, you know, having a conversation with my wife, like, yo, yeah, we do need to advocate for that. But then also I'm able to be like, all right, you know, calm down. You know, it's not just about like, let's look at the big picture. And so I just advocate for more men to be involved in, in conversations that impact 
the the children in the school. It's it's so important. Um, but I just wish you could have seen the energy in that room. And the dads were kind of like looking and making eye contact with each other. The three of us were like, yo, this is crazy. You know what I mean? And I imagine that being around that frantic energy, like women being around other moms, like moms being around other moms is like, you know, uh, it's like an avalanche of emotion. And like, you know, one person might not even have a certain fear, and then they hear somebody else like, "Oh no, we need to we need to address that." Um, and 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 that just speaks to me to a greater, you know. I think as dads, as men, as fathers, as husbands in your household, I think this is my perspective. Whoa, my voice is cracked. This is my just perspective over the past like few years, and just being a little bit more introspective as a result of doing this podcast. Uh, I talk to a lot of men, you know, I talk to dads, I talk to husbands and, you know, I think there's a certain feeling that men kind of withdraw from certain experiences. Like uh, men will remove themselves from experiences where there's a lot of back and forth, where there's a lot of bickering, where there's a lot of confusion, where there's a lot of like dialogue. You know, a lot of times men, that's not where again maybe stereotypically or maybe painting with the broad brush um a lot of time that's not where men excel and like back and forth and like operating in this fear operating in you know frantic uh in this frantic nature a lot of times i've, I've seen that men withdraw uh and, and and are afraid sometimes to provide that balance or to come in and be like, all right, everybody relax. Like, you know, um, and even myself, you know, sometimes within my own household, you know, I, I become a little distant because it's too much. It's too much. I'm, I'm, I'm moving my hands in a, in a yip yappy, um, fashion, you know, it's too much of this. You know what I'm saying? Like from the kid, like from the wife, from everybody. It's, it's too many voices. Like it's too much back and forth and things that seem so simple sometimes to men and just how we process information very linearly, if that's the right word, but in a linear manner, in a linear fashion, this back and forth sometimes is a little too circular and a little too like, what like we have a hard time following that sometimes again i'm speaking very broadly and so uh the tendency is a lot of times for men we're not gonna ask a whole lot of questions we're not gonna be like okay so explain like what now what we're gonna just remove ourselves and um i think we don't i, I think we have to stop doing that i think men have to be a little bit more assertive when it comes to issues of the family, when it comes to issues that impact the children, when it comes to issues that, you know, might traditionally or stereotypically be considered like, oh, those those are mom's issues. Like, moms deal with that. I think that some of that needs to be, some of those lines need to be, you know, continuing that way. But I think that, you know, as our society advances, as our children advance, as there's so many more um, distractions for families and for kids, 
I think that dads have to be a little bit more hands on, have to be, have to jump into that back and forth and to provide some clarity and to provide some structure and to provide a consistent and firm voice, right? To me, that's what dads do. And for a lot of the families that I see where, you know, where it's, it's mom or where their dad might not be in the picture, it might be a single mom or dad is distant, that's what I see is kind of missing. Like, there's no direction and there's no, like, structure. And I'm not talking about structure for, like, paying bills. Like, those are things that are tangible. Or structure for, like, uh, financial structure. Because those, you know, anybody could do that. Whoever has the best skill in that area. I'm talking about some other areas that um that 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 reflect that day-to-day um the day-to-day dealings within the family especially if there are children in the family i i am just encouraging more men to be a little bit more hands-on and to like you know box out like stake your claim like this this like no here this is this is how i think we should handle this you know, because based on what I've seen, and this is just for my personal household, my friends, family, going back to when I was a child, like there, there's an imbalance, right? And our children are looking at like, so what does dad do? You know what I'm saying? Like everybody can tell you what mom does. Everybody knows all day, every day, moms do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, A through Z. This is what moms do. What does dad do? You know, and a lot of times kids don't really understand that until they're older. I know I didn't, you know, I didn't understand that, that structure that a dad should provide. I didn't see it. Um, I didn't feel that as much when I was a kid growing up. And so um, I think that dads have to do that and provide a little bit more structure. And that goes into um, that, that, that goes to school. That goes to the activities that your child is a part of. That goes to if your child is involved in sports. Um, there are just certain things I think that dads, that uh, certain ways that dads have to engage with their children to allow them to experience wins and losses. I feel like dads are so integral to how your child deals with wins, losses, success and failures, with highs and lows, mood changes, because, you know, I think we all know that women are a lot more expressive uh, with their emotions, but I think that dads can be um, could provide some instruction on how to manage those uh, expressions, how to manage some of those emotions in the moment. You know, uh, I think that is so, so important. You know, they don't teach our kids in school about uh, about how to deal with failure. They don't teach that. Kids kind of have to learn that on their own. Uh, they don't teach kids how to deal with, how to share. You know, I think we all think that that should come naturally. We tell kids to share when they're four years old, and that is a complete and utter, uh, you know, it's just not developmentally sound 
for us to be telling a four-year-old to share. It's not, but we do it because that's conventional wisdom and hey, that's what you gotta share, you gotta play, you gotta play nice and all those things. So, you know, all of these life lessons that kids should be, that we think kids should learn in school, you know, to me, that's where dads have to step in and provide a balance and show kids how to really manage um, these emotions. You know, a lot of times people think like, oh, men are so unemotional. Men are so removed from their emotions. And in my opinion, you know, men, women tell me if I'm wrong. That's not the case. In my opinion, what it is, is that uh, men just don't emote the same way women do. I think, of course, I think stereotypically we all know kind of men are more internal, you know, men might feel and not express whatever it is. Uh, I think that men have to provide a balance in their child's life at, in the workplace. Men have to provide that in the schools, at home, in your kid's life, whether you live with them or not. I think that is our role as fathers. And I think we have to be a little bit more uh, involved and more proactive when it comes to providing some of that balance. So I just wanted to get that out. That That's where the episode is, uh, where I wanted to go today. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, talk about this with your family. You know, talk about this with other men. Uh, I know it's, uh, we men are still struggling with how to talk about these things without seeming like, oh, it's d- doing too much or, you know, like we're out of our league. But I think that that's what this new generation is calling for. I think that that's what I think as we evolve as people, as everything evolves around us, there's certain things that don't evolve. Like the way that we relate to each other hasn't really changed in 300 years. Um, The emotions that we share, joy, pain, sadness, sorrow, happiness, grief, anger, depression, like those things are constant. And so I think that men, we have to insert ourselves into some of the arenas that we might not traditionally be a part of. So that's the main idea for today. I hope all of you have a great day. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, I will holler at y'all later. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Idea Manhood uh, podcast. It's Five Mics. I'll holler at y'all later. Peace.